Colin. What's up? Heck and Cool Podcast 2, we made it. Episode 2, made it past the pilot. Uh, yeah, this one I won't be drinking beer with you. It's fine, I already got started though. I'm drinking water, thank you for bringing this. I'll cheers you. Uh, had a very long night of drinking alcohol last night. Went out to an art show of my buddy, Dave Tevenall. Um, it was amazing art show. Uh, Scott Santee, Molt, Monster Steve. Great art show, great after party. Went over to Old Town Tavern um, and then just proceeded to act like I was 22 all night. Any uh, choice stories from that? <sighs> Not really. I think, I think the takeaway is uh, I, I knew my limit, but I was having too much fun. And I was kind of like, oh, it's the alcohol. I mean, it's the fact that I got to see all of my friends and I never see half these guys. Some of them live in New York. Um, so it was just the hanging out with everybody. Uh, alcohol was flowing. And I think the choice story is just, I mean, don't don't drink like that. <laughs> just don't drink like that. Shout out to your wife, though. Oh my god. Tell us that story. Yeah, she she held me down this morning. So the weekends are kind of like my time to get up with the kids. Um, I like to put on, you know, random YouTube videos that she cares nothing about and uh, hang out with the kids and just take that time. Well, she knew I was she knew I was feeling rough today. Uh, she came and bailed me out. Basically said, "Hey, go back to sleep." And it was something that was kind of hard for me to do cuz I kind of want to be like, "No, I want to help out." But yeah, she absolutely held me down this morning. Um, Let's do a little catch-up, though. I, I guess I started with, you know, I went out to the show last night. So we, it's been two weeks, right, since the podcast. Mm-hmm. So what have you been up to in the last two weeks? Felt like uh, the last week didn't even happen. I, it was one of those things where it was just I, Monday morning, and then all of a sudden it was Friday afternoon, and, and it was just... Well, you saw I had to just ask you. It's been two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we thought about getting on a cadence that was like every week. Um, I know I sent you a message like, hey, you know, it just because so, you know, so many things I felt like have been happening. I wanted to get in here and talk about it, but nothing major, nothing major in the two weeks. I, I made a trip up to Michigan last weekend. Did uh, It was it was nice. Uh, my wife was having a girls weekend. And so best friend and I took my kids up to Grand Rapids. They got to hang out with my mom. I got to visit my new nephew. And uh, went to went and saw the band Thou, which was a, they're a really fucking heavy band, and that was sweet. And then just kind of, you know, when my kids are with my mom, they're not my kids anymore. <laughs> so spent most of the weekend hitting all the different breweries up there in Grand yeah. Rapids. No, I caught a, I caught a bunch of stories on Instagram uh, of you posting the band, and it was they were stupid heavy. Yeah, and then they came back at the end, so they're on tour right now with. Uh, someone named Emma Ruth Rundle. She's a singer-songwriter. Dark, folky kind of stuff. I don't know if you remember that band Red Sparrows. They're like yeah. a post, post-rock band. Yeah. She played guitar in that band. Okay. Um, anyway, she's on tour with them um, doing a solo set without her backing band, but she came back out on stage and uh, they, at the very end, and they did a collaborative uh, Misfits cover. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what song it was. I don't remember what song it was, but That's it was fine. awesome. Yeah, I'm sure it was awesome regardless. I mean, uh, but speaking of wives, today's my 12 year anniversary. Woo-hoo! 12 years, 16 together. Very it's like nice. half my dang life. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't. I, I look forward to getting to that point. It, I can't imagine getting to that point. Like, 
Do you guys treat your anniversaries the same way? Like, what was the year where you guys were kind of like, all right, we've been, this shit is like set in stone, like we're doing this, so. I think the last anniversary that we like really celebrated was the 10th. Okay. And, I mean, we always tried to just do, like we went out last night and, um, you know, went out to dinner, went shopping, uh, went and grabbed a drink, nothing momentous. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things we were talking about it, and we were both just like, "Who's got time?" Right? Who's got time for another another holiday? Yeah, no, I agree. I, one thing that, but this is not related, but one thing that me and my wife do when it comes to our birthdays, because our birthdays are only three days apart, ah. uh, we like to celebrate just once and just celebrate both of our birthdays one time. Try not to get any gifts because, I mean, what the fuck? I'm going to get you something, and three days later, you're going to get me something. You know, right. it's like that's bullshit. So we used to try and take a trip all the time. Uh, haven't haven't done a trip for the birthday in the last couple of years just because we've had so much going on with the new house and the kid. Um, I feel like I feel like one thing after next, we just keep having things going. So I'm gonna catch you up on my week. We got a new dog. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, there, yeah. Okay, okay. There's some serious shit. Yeah, here. dude. I got. I have so many things to say. That's why I hit you up and I'm like, hey, are we doing a podcast this week? Because I have shit to talk about. Uh, you know, one we got the dog, so we have uh, we picked up an eight-week-old Boston Terrier um, when she was six weeks old. Fucking cute! Yeah, oh, just so cute. I mean, you know Holy what? For the video, shit, for the video, I'm gonna put a picture up like right here. Um, at six weeks old, we learned that she had a really bad heart murmur. Um, wasn't entirely sure of uh, the magnitude of it because we just had the vet see her. Um, it wasn't like a cardiologist, which it's fucking crazy to say, like, you got to take my dog to the dog cardiologist. I know. Right. Uh, so we got her in town, um, take her to the cardiologist and it's like, it's really bad. She's already in congestive heart failure. Um, and super crazy. Like she's such a cute little dog. It's like, you want to, your dog's kind of like your kid, like you'll do anything to keep him alive. So, uh, we had the heart surgery, um, which a lot of people think is crazy because I probably could have just bought like a pretty nice used Honda Accord in, <laughs> instead, um, or like a you know a nice Jeep or something. But got the got the surgery, and she gets her sutures out tomorrow, and she is a fucking different dog. Like she's amazing, all over the place, raging with my 50 pound you know pit boxer mix. Awesome. So everything's good now. Everything is good, other yeah. than healing. Yeah, no, the fucking crazy shit is like, uh, so she has a surgery on like a Tuesday and on Wednesday we can bring her home. Whoa. Yeah, it was, it was really fucking fast. Like you wouldn't think like, okay, they just went in there and surgeryed my dog. Like I can bring her home tomorrow. Uh, but no, we was able to bring her home the next day. Um, supposed to keep her, you know, not that active. And instead she just. I can't I can't describe to you. It was like night and day difference. She went from being this like little dog who wants to cuddle on you all day long and sleep and shit to being just a, a maniac. Crazy. She's a maniac. And it was all because this little piece that opens like in utero didn't close. And so she had some crazy shit going on with uh, how it like, I don't know, it tried to re-oxygenate or already oxygenated blood or some bullshit. I have no idea. My wife followed it a lot more. She's real diligent about that stuff. Um, I just know that it, I saw the, you know, I heard the number of how much it was going to cost for this, and I'm like, oh my god. Uh, and then they said, yeah, but this is like the one where when we fix it, like they're fixed. 
Hmm. So it was, you know, I feel like that was worth it. If, if they were going to tell me, like, oh, yeah, after we do this, uh, your dog's going to live eight more days, then you got to, like, you got to really assess that. Right. Look, yeah. Like, maybe we should humanely put her down, but not a chance. She is a maniac. So love that. That is awesome. Yeah. I'll have to bring her. What I'll do is I'll, I'll like, bring her to one of these one time. Do you have another dog, too? Yeah, yeah, we got the, uh, we have June, who's, uh, oh, yeah. like a 50 or 55 pound boxer pit mix. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so she's a maniac. Did um, long? Yeah, no. The, the day one, you could tell June was like, what is this thing? Uh, I'm gonna push it around a little bit with my nose. So, as you can imagine, I think the, the, the Boston, when she came home, she's like 2.9 pounds. So, as you can imagine, like, even June trying to sniff her, she's just pushing her all over the house. Um, but my kids are incredibly attached already, and for whatever reason, uh, Eloise, my daughter, she's 19 months, she just keeps opening the cage and letting the dog out, like, over and over. Like, you put the dog in the crate, like, you know, try to separate her and the big dog so she don't try to eat the big dog's food or some shit like that, and she just opens the crate lets her out. You can't trust kids, dude. Put a padlock on that You shit. can't, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I could do that. Just can't trust kids. Cannot trust kids um so what else happened um i got i feel like i got profiled at the uh post office so <laughs> i know right so i go there to mail back a watch um i i look over to the right and this is the this is like god this is the dumbest fucking story right now but i'm gonna tell it anyway uh i look over and i see a mazda suv and i go shit we were just talking about getting a mazda suv i'm gonna x5 yeah, it's like the X5 or yeah, X9 yeah, yeah. or something, one of them, right? And so I'm like, I'm going to ask that guy. I don't know why. I was thinking, like, I, I have to ask this guy how he likes his car. So I fucking, I come out of the post office. I see the Mazda, and I'm like, shit. So he's getting in his car. I start to walk up to him, and I've got on gym clothes. So I've got on, like, shorts and a tank top and stuff. And, you know, I have tattoos. This guy would not roll his window down. I was like, hey, you know, doing like the fucking international symbol for like, remember when you like cranked your windows? Yeah. Yeah, I, do, I was like doing that, like, hey, uh, roll your window down. I want to ask you a question about your car. And he just kind of looked at me and fucking put it in reverse and backed out and left. And I was like, holy shit, I think I just got profiled. Like, this is tight. He thinks I'm scary because I have tattoos. I'm like the least scary person. This is true. Yeah. Oh, you called me soft. Yeah. Like, we soft can, as baby shit. We can fucking fight. Uh, it's it's a weird it's a weird concept because I I feel wrong saying I I got profiled because I feel like that undercuts people who oh yeah actually no. get profiled absolutely um but it is you know it's I think I feel like it's getting better uh, obviously people covered in tattoos are becoming much more socially acceptable yeah but I remember you know even ten years ago walking through the mall and like moms bringing pulling their kids closer as they walked by and stuff like that like it's crazy yeah now all my i i saw a statistic where it was like the number the percentage of people who have at least one tattoo i don't know what the fuck it is now i'll have to look it up but it, it was a staggeringly high number like people just everybody has them now yeah. so you wouldn't think that that is still happening maybe maybe i just look like a gang member maybe you made me think of something in your story and now I totally lost it, but it'll come back. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, damn it. Still, still getting the footing for this whole podcasting thing. We need all that production that some of these podcasts have. We need like 
you know, the screen back here and like a producer. A, standing yeah, off. we need. Yeah, we need Kyle. <laughs> like where like, somebody sitting in the corner just taking notes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Taking notes, knowing where we need to like, you know, bleep shit out. Like when I I bleeped out or cut you out. Bleep my mom's I, name. I out. didn't bleep it. I just <laughs> I cut the audio out right there, so nobody can hear the first name. That was so funny. Yeah. So uh, what's funny is Kyle picked that up when we were talking about going to bleep it out and then sent me a message and goes, hey, you forgot to bleep it out. And I was like, no, I didn't. I just didn't use a bleep. I'm like, so wait, you didn't notice? He's like, no. I'm like, well, then it, that was better than a bleep. I would hate to be like, bleep, like just, you know, throwing random bleeps in there. But maybe we should do something else. Maybe we should, every time we need to censor something, it's just like, beep. <laughs> like a what's that little slide whistle? Yeah. No, I was thinking uh, it's just like a poop note. Like, oh, there you go. There you go. That's just like that's our way of censoring thing, or like a squealy. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, but then we're getting out of our element. No, I Although I do have, I do got the Young Jeezy hoodie on today. There you go. You see that? You mess with Young Jeezy? A little bit in the past, not lately. Does see, he still? Yeah. This is from. Uh, this is from the Pressure album. This was the album he released. I want to say it was 20, either 2017 or 2018. It was. I think it's the most recent album. Um, he, for me, is one of the people that changed rap music. I don't. I don't know if you feel that way, but the Thug Motivation 101 album is like absolutely a classic, and it it really helped, in my opinion, develop that whole like sound coming out of Atlanta at that time. It was just like. That it, I can hear it. A beat comes on. I'm like, that is a young GZB. And I know that he didn't make the mm-hmm. beats, but you can do the same thing with uh, who fuck forgot the name of who I was trying to think of. There's a, there's other people that you can do that with. You can it, immediately hear that that is a beat. I mean, I don't want to say Timberland, but I mean, totally Timberland. Or he, the fact that any rap song on the radio right now, like it seems like any song is like, oh yeah, Three Six Mafia changed the game. Oh yeah. Every yeah. song on the radio right now has a DJ Paul style beat. That's true. Think about it. Yeah, Jeezy though for me, like I don't know if it's I don't know why I latched onto him so hard. And my brother is who actually, uh, my brother's who actually got me hip to Jeezy. He's like, yeah, man, it's it's who all the thugs are listening to. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, word. I'm like, shit, I gotta get this. I mean, not because I was a thug, but just because like I don't know why I identify with that music so much. Like, I'm just. Trapping in my corporate office, I guess. Like, isn't that crazy how you can sit at your desk in your corporate office and you're just listening to, like, just songs about murder and drugs? You just got your headphones in. It's funny because sometimes I'll, like, when I go to a meeting, I'll forget to press mute. I'll I'll, I'll stop us. I'll stop this. Or, no, I'll, I'll forget to uh, pause the song in Spotify, but my, my – uh, thing will be muted or whatever and i'll be sitting in a meeting and i'll be doing something all of a sudden it's just like blasting death metal (laughs) or blasting rap music and it's just like oh oh, sorry sorry and people are like how do you work to that (laughs) i personally love it yeah it's it's relaxing it's got a especially death metal it's i mean the faster the death metal it's like the drums are just humming Mm -hmm. yeah when you get the the double bass that's so fast you're not even really getting the lower register it's just like a yeah. Yeah. That's what you listen to all the time. I remembered what it was Uh-oh. that was fleeting from your story. I can't even touch this chair. <laughs> these microphones are, yeah, these microphones um, are pretty. Uh, uh, no, see, you were talking about old school window yeah. cranks uh, to roll your window down. Yeah. I I have a Jeep Wrangler 
and it, everything's mechanical because the doors come off. So there's no wires that go into the doors, obviously. So there's no power windows. And uh, the first time my son was sitting in the front seat in that, my oldest son, he is almost 11. Um, he, you look alarmed. No, I'm oh, not alarmed. I, I thought it wasn't recording or something. No, it's totally recording. I'm just uh, looking at the levels. I'm, I'm acting like I know what those levels do. You don't. I mean, I kind of do. I read it online. <laughs> so I know what to look for. Watch the YouTube video. Um, no, so he's sitting in the front seat, and he's just, like, looking, and he's like, what is this thing? And I was like, what thing? And he goes, "That it's like a circle, and there's, like, a plastic thing coming <laughs> off it. And I was like, are you serious? And he goes, yeah, what is this? And I was like, uh, it's how you roll the window up and down. And he goes where's the button oh my and i God. said no you take it and you crank it in a circle and look what happens and it was like i watched his mind like break in yeah. in like he like was like does not compute what is this yeah. it like blew his mind completely i can't believe that we we are those people that say i remember when we've become those people i don't really mind it though um what i'm hoping to avoid is go having Hayden go through his whole life not figuring those things out. He he has to understand there's like there's the new way and there's the way that things were. And I'm going to give you a perfect example of this. My daughter, when we were counting her words for like one of her appointments, she she could say like 15 words, right? One of the words she can say is Google. Right. No, that's like that's the era that we live in. Like that's the time we live in is that I say Google around her enough that that is one of her first 15 words. That being said, I do fucking say Google a lot. Like, I say Google a lot. And it's because we have Google Home minis, you know, placed throughout the house. And just like every other kid, four and under, uh, she was obsessed with the Baby Shark song. And so I'd say, hey. And if I say it right now, my phone will probably pick it up and start playing Google, like the Baby Shark song. So I'm not going to say it, but hey, gee, uh, play Baby Shark. Boom, it comes on. Uh, so she heard me say that so frequently, she would go over to the device that's mounted in the wall and just go, Google, Google, and just try and talk to it over and over. And now she thinks anything is Google. If it's electronic, it's Google. She walks up to, like, my wife's, you know, Apple Watch, and she just gets her mouth real close and goes, Google, Google. And we're like, yeah, all right. Just go ahead. I, it's like it's somehow really fucking cute that she says Google to everything, though. It's it's interesting, that, yeah. This this innate technological generation that yeah. is born into it. You know, we had the, our first iPad when my son was two and a half or three, mm. and he just knew intuitively. Oh yeah, I want to do something, so I touch it. Yeah, and or I want to go to this page, so I swipe it. He just knew because it's a. Uh, interface that is innate to us essentially and yeah. uh so it's interesting when he first started getting into playing more complicated games he wanted to play games on the computer and we have an iMac and uh he sat down at the computer for the first time and started trying to touch the screen of the iMac oh yeah and I'm like no buddy you use a mouse and he's like what and it it took him about a week to get a hang of using a get the hang of using a mouse, yeah, because he had to transfer this to his hand to this thing to the pointer on the screen, not just straight from my head 
to touch it. Yeah, no. It's bizarre. So Hayden's went through the same thing. Um, I mean, your kids play Fortnite, right? We talked about this. Yeah. My, so he loves Fortnite. But he's primarily played it on an iPad where he's holding it. His fingers just touch controls on the screen. Um, there was some kind of local competition that like a lot of the kids were playing in where they were going to do a Fortnite competition, but it was on a computer. He's never played a computer game. So I have a pretty nice computer. I downloaded Fortnite, got him all set up. And watching him try and use the mouse, um, that, to his defense, my mouse is very. Sen- I have it suited like crazy sensitive. <laughs> for yeah, I know I'm that guy. For, but for like art and stuff, like it super precise, like pixel by pixel type shit. Um, and watching him use the mouse to try and control Fortnite and use his finger uh, on the what is it the A S D F key or whatever. Um, watching him try and do that. I mean, it was just a nightmare. Hilarious. But he got it within a week. I mean, he was way better than I am. And th- I mean, I've never played any computer games, so I don't know. Um, I think I just skipped computer games in general. Like, I went from, you know, PlayStation. Yeah, I never, I never, my dad was a designer, so we we always had, always had Macs in the house. And oh. the game situation was not ideal if yeah. you owned a Mac. Right. So it was always console games for me. Yeah, Max played catch-up for a long time, and then all of a sudden they just became the industry standard. I mean, it's fucking amazing, though. Uh, when I was in high school, um, we I had a computer science class, and this is crazy because it was called computer science, but you know what we were working on? Apple IIe. Oh, yeah. With the fucking floppy disk. Yeah. The Here's big floppies. Big floppies. The five-inch The floppies. actual fucking floppy yeah. disk that you could wiggle and flop. Um, so, and... So we had those. We had to write all these like little uh, games and programs and shit like that. Uh, Kyle had one at home. So he would do all these fucking assignments at home. I would come over, put my disc in, and fucking hit save. Boom. Like that was the easiest way to copy homework. And then, of course, if they asked me any questions about it, I'm like, yeah, man, fucking uh, letters and shit do things and make stuff happen. I'm like, I know what's, I know what's going on here in this game that I don't even know what the game is called. Like, Kyle just fucking held me down so hard in high school. We were uh, reminiscing about a lot of that shit last night. Um, that's how it is. Like, I'm sure that's how it is with your friends, too. Like, you get together with your your old friends that are just your fucking, your dudes that no matter what, no matter how much time goes on, they're your best friends. You get together, it's like nothing happened, but you find yourself talking about the old days a lot. You have people like that? Yeah, a little... I, uh- Less and less, um, you know, because I moved away from my hometown. So I was back there last weekend and I was just like, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody here because either people just kind of retracted to home life or they moved out of, mm. of the city. So, you know, like my ride or die best friends in second grade, yeah. he's a fucking PhD and psychiatry or something psych psychiatry or something like that has a practice down in tampa wow drives a fucking bmw uh you know so but it, i know what you're saying though like the people that you just immediately pick up yeah. with you, there's no beef there's no drama be, because you haven't talked in a while no absolutely and 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 to that like i don't i don't even i don't think i have any friends that i had pre kyle i think kyle was my oldest friend and we met just through the neighborhood, you know, maybe like 12, 13, something like that. And that's my oldest friend. I don't have any of my second grade through fifth grade friends. Um, though I do still remember people's names, which is weird. 
and my wife will tell you that's weird because I fucking have trouble remembering to get bread like when I go to the store like I can't remember shit but I remember people's names from like fourth grade dude I remember like all of my best friends phone numbers from so, like, like calling them to see if they could hang out oh hello Mrs. So and so is it yeah so um we've been playing in the local music scene for quite some time and you started to ask about this or you said you didn't know the origin of this last podcast so i'm going to tell this story and bring it into this jeff money yes yeah so here's the origin of that name it actually started in seventh grade in catholic school um we had it, it was a catholic school there was no no gangsters there there was no anything there but we had this like small group of like two or three people who thought they were in a gang and uh at the time, I don't know, I was just being an asshole, and I was like, whatever, I'm in a gang, too. My, my gang is Dala Dala, and we used to, like, you know, curl our fucking fingers, <laughs> curl our fingers into a D and a D, right? Dala Dala. And it was just, like, it was just us being asshole kids to other kids that were trying to be assholes and, like, act like they were, you know, in a gang and all this shit in seventh grade. Um, but what happened was, it was me, it was this guy named Kevin and a guy named Patrick. And uh, I was like, I'm Jay Money. Uh, Kevin was K-Change, and, <laughs> and Patrick was P-Sense, and so we were like, fuck you, like, we're in a gang too, and it, it was, it wasn't a real thing, we, we did it for like a week, it was just like, uh, us fucking around as kids, um, so, that goes away, you know, that's seventh grade, I am probably about 18, I'm hanging out at the Alrosa, and I think- R.I.P. Dime. You know what I'm saying? R.I.P. Dime. That didn't just kill Dime. It killed the Alrosa. For sure. But anyway. Yeah, so um, I think it was Chris Babbitt. Do you remember Chris Babbitt? No? Uh, he played in 616 Undone. He played in Me Times 10 was like the, the band that he was in longest and Dustin Reinhardt was the vocalist of. Dustin, um, come on, man. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, you, we, I think maybe during that time you were probably just getting to Ohio and stuff. That's around, I was 18. Yeah. You know, I mean, so. these names all sound familiar because- yeah. My wife was in, oh, absolutely. was in your circle. Yeah, she knows all of them, guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he goes, what's up, Jeff Money? And I'm like, oh, that's funny you called me that because, and I told him the seventh grade story. Whoa. Yeah. He just called it to me out of nowhere. He just, I, I think that's really common. I think I've met like 10 Jeff Moneys in my life or Jay Moneys. Like that's just, that is the, the fucking generic thing that comes after Jay when you're trying to be a fake thug to somebody. Like. So weird. Yeah. So he, he says that. I tell him the story. He's like, well, shit, that's your name from now on. And so it fucking stuck. I mean, it really stuck. You're talking going on 20 years of, of that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how those things happen. Do you have any nicknames? No. I why, mean... Why? We need to come up with one. We'll, uh, we'll have... We're going to have the podcast listeners come up with a name. I would say... It, it, no, I mean, if I don't have any nicknames that are, like, old. For okay. sure, but I mean, like, do you have some nicknames though? Yeah, I, I my wife calls me Crawl all the time. Okay, and you know, I wondered where that came from. That used to be your Instagram name, right? Yeah, it's coming back too. Is yeah, because DJ Lunch Meat's getting old. It, that was had a short run. It it was a it was a fuck you. I'm gonna make that my my wife called me DJ Lunch Meat, and and I was like fuck you. I'm gonna make that my Instagram name. Boo, boo, boo. Um, so uh, no Crawl. Actually, it comes from the movie Son-in-Law, because that's Pauly Shore's name in that movie. Oh, you know the movie Son-in-Law. Okay, Pauly damn. Sh- Pauly Shore is like a 
dude in a dorm room in yeah. California and small town girl goes to college and her small town farmer dad is really afraid she's going to turn into a hippie and and uh he goes home for the holidays with her and uh hijinks ensue oh. but his name in that movie is Crawl so how did that how did that get related to you though so in that movie uh the um dad the farmer dad can never remember his name so he he calls him crawl which is his actual name he calls him crap he calls him crotch all this stuff so it started like we watched the movie two or three years ago we actually watched it like a week ago as well but uh we watched it like two or three years ago and uh the next day we were sierra was calling me in the house she's like colin crawl crap crotch and it just like so now if I don't hear her, if she's yelling across the house for me, mm. she'll say one of those names, but crawl. And then all my friends started calling me crawl too, just like out, nice. of, out of the same thing. So well, I'm going to have to update, uh, I'm going to have to update the thing on the video that says what your Instagram handle is. Oh, maybe then I should keep it. No, you should not um, keep it. You should go back to crawl, but you have another kind of nickname, right? Sleepiest boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Sleepiest boy. Tell yeah, us about it. So, there's an Instagram account that's funny. A lot of people think it's me. A lot of people think it's me doing an Instagram account, like a secondary Instagram account for myself, which is fucking lame <laughs> if I really did that's, that. That's a bit narcissistic. And uh, no, so I have a tendency to fall asleep on the couch. I mean. It's not a tendency. Like We're she, dads. Yeah, no, absolutely. I do it too. It's not a tendency though because she came with. Like twenty videos, to, like that well, was like she, the grand okay, opening. So I, uh, yeah, uh, she, yeah, she's got an archive. Yeah, and uh, so I'm known to you know, and I honestly I attribute it partly to the fact that my last name is Simula, and uh, we Simulas just fall asleep. Like yeah, like my brother can fall asleep anytime. My dad can fall asleep anytime. I, it's just the way it is. And uh, but I attribute a lot of it actually to being in a touring band. Because you learn to sleep oh, yeah. in a captain's we, chair all squeezed up, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've, I, and for eight hours overnight at a time, you know, so I, I learned to force myself to sleep really in any position in any scenario. So I just fall asleep on the couch all the time. And when I fall asleep, I am belligerent and I am, I talk some crazy yeah, you, you nonsense. Do. I didn't know that until and the Instagram. Account. I didn't know that until my wife started <laughs> taking videos of it. So, yeah, my wife had started taking photos and videos, and then it became a thing where they where everyone started fucking with me. And so my wife started an Instagram account called The Sleepiest Dad. Go follow it. And uh, she just posts photos and videos of me fucking up. And uh, there is, for instance, a couple weeks ago, I fell asleep, and she and another friend took an entire basket of clothes and dumped it on me. Very nice. Did you say And I asleep? woke up. Five hours later, oh my! With God. that shit on me, and I was so comfortable. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna say like, if it, was it clean laundry? Yeah. Oh well, if it was clean laundry, like that's some, you know, that's the best is like clean sheets. You never get a better. No, sleep. but this was like this was like size six jeans. No, that's like fine. I guess where I was going with that was like when you get that clean yeah. smell and that you know fresh out the dryer. It's got the dryer sheet popping. The smells all in there, like. It probably just enhanced your sleep, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's like ice cubes for a drink. Yeah. That's what happened. But like the other morning, I, uh, the Friday night, I fell asleep on the couch 
and uh, my best friend was at my house, and we had actually had to. He crashed at my place because we got up. I had to take him to the airport at five in the morning. Get up at five in the morning, and uh, I I can't find my glasses anywhere. And I reach down. There, I see there's glasses on the coffee table, and they're like my wife's like big giant circle sunglasses. And I didn't really think about it, and then we got because it's five in the morning, and we get in the car, and my friend's like, <laughs> "Do you see Instagram by any chance?" And I'm like. Oh, well, I can only assume that it has something to do with the fact that I couldn't find my glasses, but Sierra's sunglasses were on the table. And, of course, I look, and yeah. I've got a headphones on and big glasses. Oh, it's stupid. It's stupid. Looking very nice. But, yeah, it's a, it's a funny account. It's one of those things where I've been kind of resilient lately, so there haven't been a lot of posts. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. It, are, you a, are you a coffee drinker? Big time. Big time? See... I am too. I don't know why, but as of lately, I've been falling asleep a lot. I used to be, I'm like known for being able to stay up late and then the whole house goes to bed and then I go to the gym at like, you know, midnight. It's the weirdest shit, man. But it's not. It's it's like always been me. And then I come home, you know, I shower, I do whatever, I lay down. It's, I don't know, 3, 3.30 and then I catch a couple hours of sleep, go to work. That's just how I've been operating for pretty much my whole life. Um, things are just, things have just been drastically changing. So now it'll be like 6.30 and I'll fall asleep for three hours and then wake up and do all that. But I need that extra three hours in there I just didn't need before, which has been, uh, it's, it's going downhill, man. It's funny because you, you, you talk to new dads. Um, I was talking to my brother-in-law who just had, my sister just had a baby and so they're a month in. And he's like, I'm really tired. I like how you said they're a month in. Like they're serving a, a sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're a month in. They still got a little. They got a little bit of their bid to do. Um, he was like, I'm really tired. When does that go away? And I was like, I'm sorry to tell you, my friend, it doesn't. No, I've been in a perpetual state of being tired for ten and a half years since the moment my first son was born. And I mean, I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't change anything. I, no. I I I don't mind being tired. Fuck it, I'll die someday, and then I'll then I'll be asleep. You'll be. Oh, that is really yeah. Dark. You went you went super dark. I like, went really dark. But it's okay because, uh, well, hopefully it doesn't turn super super dark where Sierra actually puts that on the sleepiest dad. <laughs> it's just picture of you in a coffin, like the sleepiest dad. <laughs> the sleepiest dad is every day a picture of me dead. <laughs> the same picture. <laughs> oh my god. Sierra, if you're listening, don't do that. Uh, no, I when when the account first popped up, I told her that's an amazing account. She shouldn't have just reserved it oh, for yeah. you. Oh yeah, I, I remember that. She should not have just reserved it for you. But that's neither here nor there. I, I think she should have had people submit. Um, speaking of submit, we need to figure out ways to have people submit things to this. Like I, I would love to, you know. I'd love to talk about things that people submit or like they want to, they want us to review and not review something per se, but just give our opinions on stuff. I would love yeah. to do that, but only at like local everything level, like local bands from all over the world and, uh, local beers, local beers. That's what I'm saying. But Athens, I, Ohio. Yeah. I would love to, I would love to do that. Just all local shit and, uh, just be able to help promote things like that. But speaking of nicknames, how about this one? Uh, just because we keep saying my wife's name. The midlife name change. 
You know how many people only know my wife by Cece? Really? Because that's what she goes by. I refuse. I yeah. call her Sierra. You know her as Sierra. I I thought that was like just a little nickname. I didn't know that she went by that. Yeah, it turns out it turns out that like a lot of her newer friends that they just called her that. They just said you know they just it's how they referred to her as Cece, which was cool and she liked that. And uh, I think it was it was around when we turned thirty, and so four or five years ago, four or five years ago, I'm almost thirty six. Six <laughs> years ago. Um, she was just like, you know what? I think I'm going to try it. I think I'm just going to like change my public persona to Cece mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see what happens. It doesn't bother her when people, when, when people call her Sierra. Yeah. And like I said, like I'll introduce her sometimes as Cece because that's how other people know her. Yeah. But it feels so weird. It feels so weird to say I, it. I hear Cece and I immediately think of the pizza. Cece, <laughs> Cece's pizza. Like, Ugh. They, see. It's a trip to Schittsville is what it is. It's not for me. It's really not for me. It, like I have this. Everybody knows I am like I am Mr. Pizza. Like I love pizza. I am all pizza all the time. I've got the pizza tattoo. Have you seen that? I just noticed it when you yeah. were setting up. It your says uh, it's got a it's got a hand reaching out of a tombstone or no, reaching out of the ground and there's a tombstone. It says rest in pizza because that's how I feel. Pizza. I will allow I will allow pizza to kill me. I'm that's fine fair. with that. Yeah. If you got to go out, like you might as well be able to pick it. But um, I have this like motto that I live by that there's no such thing as bad pizza. There's only better pizza. That's true. Yeah. Because I mean, you can fucking, I'll take a goddamn $2 Tostino's tombstone or whatever the fuck it is. I'll take one of them like $2 joints, microwave the shit out of it. And I can still eat that. I'm sure you've heard the pizza sex thing. Uh, -uh. like pizza is like sex when it's good. It's really good. When it's bad, it's still pretty good. Yeah, no, no. I, I fucking, <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, but yeah, that's that's the whole thing is like, I don't I don't think that there's any such thing as bad pizza. There's just better pizza. So. Yeah, no, I, and you know, we're lucky enough to have some really fucking good pizza in this Let's city. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We do have a lot of fucking good pizza. And when you say in this city, you're referring to Columbus, Ohio. It's uh, central Ohio. Because I'm telling you right now, when I moved to Lewis Center... There is almost no good fucking pizza up there. It is the number one thing I probably complain about is like, you know, we do pizza Friday in our household or we have pizza every Friday. Um, it was so fucking awesome in Columbus. Like we get it from different places and there was all these great places to eat from. Up in Lewis Center, it's like maybe I just haven't found it yet. But for the most part, it's just okay. It's, it's all just okay pizza. I mean, we have some chains up there. We have like Donato's and Marco's and stuff like that. But We do a thing in our house. Uh, yeah, Friday is pizza night in our house too. The kids mm-hmm. have come to expect that, and but uh, we do a thing where it's um, the each like a kid gets to choose the pizza that week. Mm-hmm. So like, it's pretty predictable. Like, my middle son will always choose Domino's, which I can get down with because I got this like five ninety nine. Yeah, each thing if you get three or more, good deal. Same with Marcos has that too. That's why nice. we used to go with that. Rowan bleeps his name out you may believe it no i don't know you said your daughter's name never mind i'll bleep all this shit i'll cut uh, all the names my oldest son my eldest uh he always picks little caesars and i'm just like Dude, oh my god kills me i mean it doesn't kill the pocketbook i'm happy to say okay man i'll if you really want a shitty ass five dollar pizza that's been sitting under a heat lamp yeah. cool man well you can actually go through and you hear a little feedback what I heard like a little crackling. Anyway, um, so Hayden does that. He is 
fully Little Caesars. And but you know what it is? Do you get the uh, the cheese dip, the jalapeno cheese dip? Sometimes. That is it. That is like the defining thing. That's why he wants to go to Little Caesars. He really does have garbage taste in pizza. I, I jokingly tell him this all the time. I mean, I mean it, but I'm not saying it to him to be mean. But like, loves Little Caesars. Um, what is that fucking place that used to be at the mall, Sabaro? Yeah. They have a freestanding store. Yeah, it's the one in Clintonville. Yeah. That is their pilot for a freestanding store. So we've been to that. He loves it. I'm straight on that too. I cannot get down with it. I don't know what it is about the difference in pizza. So in in central Ohio or in Columbus rather. Sabaro's so actually based here. I don't know if you knew that. No, I do. But what is what's your like go to? What's your like top pizza spot? Give me the top one and close runner up. Uh, do it. You know where I'm going. Hound I, Dogs Pizza. I know it's. I know it's a little taboo right now. Okay. Okay. Right? Didn't, that just, dude, didn't that dude get in trouble? Yeah. I don't he, know anything about yeah, the story. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. A lot of people don't support him now. I fully. I'm with you though. Pizza wise, the Russell man, their house, the one of their house pizzas. The Russell is the fucking shit. It's got chicken and bacon and and uh, green onions and all. Oh man, that shit's good. Okay. I would say that's gonna be my number one. True, tried and true. Okay. Number two, coming up, Mikey's Late Night Slice. Really? I am so down with Mikey's Late Night Slice. I know they took over. I know it's the cool thing, but it's close to my office. Their, their standalone one with the bar. Yeah. Their first one that they did. It's close to my office. They got their pizza of the week. That's always a different thing. Yep. They have a mac and cheese pizza. That's one of their pizza of the week. The mac and cheeses? Is that what it's called? No, 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 no. No? Oh, no. They did call it that. Yeah. But, yeah, that was fucking good. But that's the thing is they have the Jesus crust. Yep. Which is, when I say ticket to Shitsville, it is a ticket to Shitsville. Is it? But it is the most amazing thing. Imagine this. Two pieces of pizza that are already finished. Oh, yeah. They have cheese on them. They have toppings on them. Whatever two you want. Then they put American cheese on it, slap them faces together so you have a... And then put that in the oven so you have a it's like pizza a, grilled cheese yeah, sandwich. Yeah, yeah. And the it's just so much cheese and garbage. I mean, the American cheese just makes it taste so garbagey in the best way. Man, I have you know what? I the feel only, so stoked about this. You are super that's what I was gonna say. I feel like I haven't seen you light up like this and, and except for when we talked about your first girl pants. <laughs> You talking about your first girl pants and the 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 mac and cheeses oh, man. have been the two like uh, top moments, for and they you. have a half version called the Baby Jesus. <laughs> I I knew that as well. So where I work, that's my number two. Hold on, real quick. Number three. You're gonna give me a third. I'm gonna okay. give you a third. Okay. Brins. See. Brins. So you, you I know stole, you guys you stole, are down with the fucking you, Brins. You stole man. my thunder. Brins is absolutely my number one. Like I, for me, I uh, I judge everything. You got to have a base, right? And the pepperoni pizza is my base. Anytime I try a new place. I always got to get at least half of it just a pepperoni pizza because you need that base to figure out like where it, where it sits, where it compares to the rest. The loaded pep and cheese from fucking Brins is literally perfection in the shape of pizza. My favorite pizza there is the Tres Amigos. Oh, love that one too. And we're talking steak. We're talking avocado. We're talking pico de gallo. We're talking uh, some sort of mexican sauce. Something about it. I, I don't remember what the sauce is on it, but uh, it's like an olive oil base, but then there's like some spices in it or something, but that shit is... And for what it's worth, they, cilantro. they win 
some kind of award at the Nash or the uh, North American Pizza Awards. They win something every single year. I think in 2018, I think it was the Rustica. It might have been like 2017, but that pizza is awesome too. They have so many pizzas that, uh, and they re- they really thought them out. Like some of the pizzas, they get the garnishes and things after, so it's not cooked. Anyway, the loaded pep and cheese is my fucking. I I don't even. I could just be happy eating that pizza forever. It's like 40 minutes from me though so I never get it anymore uh, as where it used to be on the way home and could eat it pretty frequently they deliver to my house yeah well I'm just gonna fucking stop by on Friday right? <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think it's not cheap though <laughs> you know uh, I don't give a shit but you yeah I, I mean you know that's my you can you can hear it in the mic and you can probably see it on the video I'm, I'm making it rain that's me just fucking shelling out ones I don't care I'm completely fine if I could have pizza like that in my life all the time again. It's one of my neighbors, uh, like one of my son's best friend's dad. It's like his buddy from college started that joint. Yeah, I, t- I actually talked to the owner sometime because we were in there pretty shortly after it opened. And the guy was like walking around and, um, you know, talking to everybody. And it's a, it's a you've been in there. It's pretty small in there. So he's making his rounds and, you know, I think... Yeah, we only had one kid at the time, so you know Hayden was there, and he's like talking to Hayden, engaging with him, super nice. Brought out some free Bren sticks or whatever they're called. Uh, they just they're it's like the same dough they use for the pizza, um, which is that's like my, one of my favorite parts of the fucking pizza is that dough is amazing. And then yeah, they put like want some I'm gonna I'm legitimately because I'm hungover. I'm feeling some bad foods, <laughs> and pizza is always my post hangover. Like when I start to feel better, I fucking eat a pizza. So I might actually get brands before I go home. Um, I'm trying to think what my next two would be. It's like that one is so so high on my list that my next one. I mean, fuck! It should just be one, two, and three is brands, honestly. But I really like wow. I really like Dewey's. Okay, uh, Dewey's is on the lighter side, so like when I'm feeling like a health pizza, you know. Uh, and then what's the fucking one that they have a place in German Village? Is it Harvest? Harvest. There's yeah. one in Clintonville too. Yeah, yeah. This was they knew they had Clintonville and they had uh, German that place Village. Is good. Yeah, Harvest is good. Oh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add a chain runner up because you had some you had a you know you talked about some chains. Mod pizza. Have you had mod? No. Like oh fuck. It's uh it's set up kind of similarly to all these on demand foods, Chipotle, Cadoba, things like that. You walk in and they get you a little like ten inch, you know, crust or whatever, and they start putting the shit on and then they throw it in and uh, like you know, it's like artesian style crust. Um so brick oven, fire, flame, all that good stuff. They cook it right there, bring it out. Mod is mod is surprisingly good. Uh, I expected it to be a little less good, and I think I was comparing it to Pizza Cucinova. Oh, yeah. It, same concept. You walk in, you pick all your ingredients. I wanted Pizza Cucinova to be, like, way better than it was. Um, they seem to pop up in, like, hip locations, and they got the aesthetic on the inside's good, and I like the whole artesian style, like, you know, flash-fired crust and all that good stuff. Um, did you know it's owned by Saboro? Really? That's their, like... That's their Lexus Toyota, you know. Like you just sub- brought it back around. Yeah, that's uh exactly. Brought it back. Brought it back around. What's your feeling on Mikey's late night slice? I like Mikey's, but I got really fucking burnt out on it. Um, I used to love when I'd be out and just catch a slice, uh, especially like Woodlands things like that. But you remember they had? Uh, do they still have it in there? 
I don't think they have it in there. They do have it in Lido's. Okay, you see. You can access it from the bar side. Got it. Okay, so I used to love being out, catch a slice. In hindsight, um, I don't know. The, when I really started, like, having it all the time was they, they had a permanent location in our in our work. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so what happened was our pizza section in our cafeteria, um, they got rid of whatever they were providing there, and Mikey's was the permanent pizza. So we had we had that for, um, I don't know, year, two years, something like that. And my wife being vegetarian and me not, it was like the, the station we could go to and just each get something real quick. Um, that being said, I mean, I'm not going to – I think maybe – it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I got burnt out That's on fair. Um, the sauce, though. So good. Slut sauce. So good. Oh, my God. It's unicorn sauce. Is that what it's called now? See, in, in my building, they called it um, – what the fuck did they – they called it late night sauce. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's They got in trouble for that. Did they? It's just – it wasn't that they got in trouble. It was just people were were being prudish about it. That sucks. That happens far too, far too much though. It's like you, you want these places to be these hip, um, you know, how the fuck would you describe like places like that? Like what's a good descriptive way to, I don't know. I mean, it's just your kind of hometown, but like, like hip, it's like your small businesses of the, of the restaurant world. Yeah. And another one that is in that same vein is Condado. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I know they're not from here, but they're like, you know, the hip taco joint, you know, we, we have one up, um, near us now. So we go there for happy hours and stuff. So some artists painted on the inside, they, as they do all the condados. Um, and one of them was like, uh, it was like a Virgin Mary, but I think, I think the face was like a taco or something. It, it was just like, you know, they're condado tacos and it was like, I don't know what they fucking called it, but a lot of people got really shitty, and the artist had to go back and make it like regular. That's lame. Yeah, Mikey's Mikey's has the on the bottom bottom of their boxes. I think there's a picture of their little pizza cartoon guy, and yeah. says, "I want to be inside you." Yes, <laughs> I know they, they did not pass those out at work. Yeah, those they came in standard. So standard. we talk about Condado for a minute. Yeah, I like Condado a lot. Okay, I'm not. I mean, and it is a it is a local. You also have that right by you. Local to Ohio chain, right? Yeah. I, the first it's not I, Columbus, but it's... No, the first time I had it, I, I want to say, even if it wasn't the same name and same owners and concept, was up in uh, Lakewood near Cleveland. Their offices, though, with their test kitchen, are mm. in the bottom of my building now. I knew that. And um, anyway, uh, I like the place a lot. And it's it's inexpensive, and it's a cool atmosphere. But let's be real, man. it it All it is is expensive Taco Bell. You're getting you're getting fancy cheesy gordita crunches. That's see, I don't know that I feel that way. I don't know that I feel that way. Taco Bell has really set themselves. They are their own thing. Like there is no. Model. I agree with that. I There's agree with no that. model like Taco Bell. They, I'm pretty sure Taco Bell literally carries eight ingredients in the whole store, and somehow they take those fucking eight ingredients and the way that they put them together, they've got 1,100 menu items. I guess what I'm saying about Condado is that you can't. Uh, you can't with a straight face say that's Mexican food. Oh no, no, no! That'd be like calling Chipotle Mexican food. Also, while we're on that subject, Q Dobes way better than Chipotle. 
it depends on what you get, but I fully, I'm with you. <laughs> and and for the listeners that think, oh, this one's better than that one, what you have to do is definitely don't go in one and try to order the same thing oh, yeah. as the other. That's the fucking mistake that everybody that I talk to that doesn't like it, that's what they do. They are like, oh, I tried to order the same thing as Cadoba. I'm like, or, or Chipotle or whatever. Not the same fucking place. You got to order something different. What's your go-to menu? Like, what's your go-to thing from Cadoba? I mean, I do. I do a uh, generally a, a no. I don't do a steak burrito there. I do the with the adobo chicken, like the the spiced chicken. So I do I do chicken, uh, but I do I gotta have the, the queso. Their queso is a hundred times better than Chipotle's. It, I wouldn't even Chipotle's doesn't even rank. Chipotle needs to take their queso. I'd still I I still put queso on my burrito at Chipotle. You do for sure for sure. Not me. But man, they need I to got take it that for shit free and they need, to dump it, they need to dump it down the trash. Yeah, I got it for free as a sample. Like, they just gave me a little bit of it, and I felt like they ripped me off. It's like grainy. It was free. I don't know. Um, no, Chipotle, my, if you're out there. Yeah, man. You got to step that queso game up. Just give us free Chipotle, and we'll happily test your... That's new. what we'll do. If you keep sending us new iterations... <laughs> <laughs> if you keep sending us new iterations of uh, queso, we'll fucking... We'll let you know if it's going up or going down. See, that's the thing, is, you know, when it comes... You said... So pizza's your thing. Yep. That's your deal. Absolutely. For me, it's Mexican food. Really? That is... that's So when I say Brins, it's, like, among my favorite pizza, but the Trace Amigos. Okay. You know, because... You're bringing like, the two worlds together. Bringing the two worlds together. Yeah, I am... It it drives it drives Sierra crazy because she's like, "What do you want to get for dinner?" Don't say Mexican, you know, like because yeah. it's always. It, and I am I am I do not discriminate. I happily eat Taco Bell. Yeah, no, I will do. Uh, you know, I happily eat Condado, mm-hmm. uh, but I also you know we have among the best traditional tacos in this in this in the in the country in this city. Los Guachos. Taqueria. Is that over uh, Bethel? Bethel go down. Yeah, you got get the Alpa store there. Woo. Yeah. No, I've I've tried to I've tried to turn people on to that place from work. You know what? I feel like a lot of my coworkers they uh, they know each other and have you know historical that that history. Yeah. Um. So I'll come in like, no, you need to go to this place or that place. They don't ever. They don't listen to me. They they just don't listen to me. But Speaking of coworkers, um, one of our one of my coworkers now uh, is from your area, and you must be friends with him on social media because he mentioned we, we were all eating some ice cream cake for uh, somebody's last day. And we're standing up, and they asked, "Hey, what are you guys doing this weekend?" I said, "It's filming episode two of this podcast," and he turns and goes, "Oh, that's you on that with Colin." And I'm like, oh, that's right. You know Colin. So it's it's managed to reach people in our uh, coworkers. Like my, it's managed to reach my coworkers, but by way of you. We're talking about the coworker who left my company and went yeah. to yours. Yeah. Miss you. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I totally forgot that. I was his boss. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? I think when I first met him and he said he was from there. I sent you a message and said, hey, looks like we stole another one. Because it's not the first person. Nope. Not the first person to come over. Nope. Miss you, bud. So I'm going to take this second and pivot to uh, one of our one of our things we talked about last time, which are trivial things that annoy us. I know that there's no shortage of them. 
Um, and I'll go ahead and kick it off Do with it. something. Uh, so something that annoys me is being 36 and still having to worry about pimples. <laughs> and it shouldn't bother me. It's like, who am I trying to impress? I have a wife. You know, like I've already locked that shit down. Like I shouldn't be worried about it. But what I mean by pimples is I shave my head, clearly, right? I'm probably getting a nice a nice 5,600 Kelvin glow off these lights. Um, I shave my head, and it's like I never cared about pimples. Kelvin. Come on, man. You know you know what that is. Uh, it's just funny. Yeah, you know what that is. Um, Especially after our education conversation last week, the fact that you dropped the name, dropped the word Kelvin. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, you. I'll tell you why I know all that shit in a minute. But um, yeah, so like I, I worry about getting pimples, and it's not on my face. It's like on my head. It's way more annoying if I get a random pimple, and then I start thinking like, okay, well maybe you should stop fucking wearing hats all the time. I wear hats all the goddamn time. So I'm trying this whole, like, I'm just trying to, like, wear a lot less hats right now. Because when I get those pimples, I can't help but look at them and think, like, it it looks like Braille. It fucking looks like Braille. Like, people are going to go touch my head, and I'm going to send messages I don't mean to send. Like, my fucking head is ADA compliant. I I know you know what that means. For the people out there that don't, it's it's fucking. What's real. the what's the uh, contrast ratio between pimple and skin? Oh my god! Does it meet ADA? Yeah, yeah. It's, regulations. It's it has a color and a pattern. <laughs> I I know. I've had to I've had to do so much. I've had to do so much with that recently. So it's like fresh on my mind. So when I see those bumps, I'm just like, you know what? I feel like I should take a picture of this and put it online and actually figure out if that says anything. If I'm just like fucking telling people to go fuck themselves with pimple braille on my head. Yeah, I I feel it, man. Um I've always had really I've always had really bad skin and it has not gone away and I'm in my mid 30s and and I thought it would have by this point. Yeah. The difference I mean, is, is I can't grow shit. I can't grow a beard, so I can't hide it. And I wish I could. Okay. But I can't. So um, but it's an interesting thing for me is, uh, you, you know, uh, one thing I think about getting older or, or, or reaching, uh, midlife as we are is, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, ugh, a, ugh. I don't want to say that. I, yeah. I was behind a Ferrari the other day in upper Arlington and I was looking at this asshole and I was like, I hope when I hit midlife crisis, I've got fuck you money. <laughs> yeah. This we're, we're in our third life, sorry, third life crisis. Yeah. I'm hoping to live like to like. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, you know, you start to get more in tune with your body, you know, like, like when you're younger, you don't pay attention to stuff like that. So you, Mm. you know, like there's just things like, oh man, I'm, this is happening. That means I'm deficient in such and such. Yeah. You know what I mean? I notice if I'm like breaking out like crazy, that means you're drinking too much. Really? Yeah. I took a month off. I took a month off the sauce at the beginning of the year. And it was just like whoop, gone, like my face was clear. Huh. So, <clears throat> it's, you- a, it's a really good indicator for me uh, that, like, a really good immediate physical indicator that I'm drinking too much is wow. when I break out really bad. So, do you think that means you're allergic to something? Uh, I don't know. It, skin problems run in my family too, so who knows? God damn, you guys are just a bunch of predictable, predictable simulus. Predictable simulus. Predictable simulus. So we are, uh, we're right at the hour mark. Dang. We're right at the hour mark. I think, uh. I feel like we've been a little bit more on subject today. That was definitely the takeaway. 
Uh, so I listened to it a couple times just to try and hear. Because, you know, for those of you out there, we had no fucking plan going into that last episode. We just pretty much, we set up some shit. We started talking and we were making ourselves laugh and we were like, oh shit, we should just start recording. So we did. We started fucking recording. We didn't really have uh, a lot of planning or preparation. And I think this time that was one of my takeaways was don't fucking start 1100. So why do I keep using 1100? I keep using 1100 for everything. Like every time I need to tell you like a large number that's just like an exorbitant number, it's like 1100. <laughs> I don't know why I fucking do that. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's don't keep starting a bunch of stories and never tying them in because I heard so many little things in there last time that I was like, I really wish I would have dove more into that. But what the fuck? You can't just, this is uh, episode two, the follow-up. You know what I mean? My buddy was 20 minutes in and said, I'm very confused right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had a, I had several people tell me like, Oh, you guys had a lot of, it felt very natural. Um, although you did start a lot of stories that not all of them concluded, there was one, I wish I could think of which one it is. And, you know, I took some notes in my phone and cause I'm using my phone to record this video. Um, not really sure what it is, but there's one in particular where I fucking like mid story, dude, it was like, pew, like we just went the opposite way, never went back. I don't know what the fuck it was. I'm hoping we get some. Uh, I'm hoping we get some clips out of this. Put some stuff on YouTube. Um, if you haven't picked this up already, our cadence for this is tr- we're trying to keep it to every two weeks. Um, Wednesday, the new podcast will drop on all the major platforms. We finally got approval on iTunes. Um, so iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the major ones, and then we'll put the clips up throughout the week and the video up on Friday on YouTube. That could that could change. I might just sync all this shit up. I don't know. It's a, I did that because I don't know anything about how to do any of this. And I was like, I need to give myself that little buffer window, you know? Like, let's record this shit on Sunday. That gives me until Wednesday to fucking figure out how to get the audio sounding good and right and, you know, put that up. And then that gives me a little extra time until Friday to get the video all synced up. Because I had some fucking, I had a nightmare of a time trying to get the video to sync. And I found out it was somehow related to image stabilization on my phone's video. Oh, yeah, you said that. Oh. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah. What have you been listening to lately? Oh, God. Um, Anything new? Yeah. So you asked me in passing last week had I heard the new Barrier Dead oh, track. Yeah. I had not heard it at that point. I made it a point to listen to it when I was leaving from the last podcast. And if you could see my fucking Spotify history, you'd probably see that track 10 times a day. The mosh part is so hard at the end. <laughs> you know what? I, it's funny you said That's not the part for me. The fucking chorus. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That is the heaviest. That is the most perfect chorus. I, I, want, I wanted them to do. They have to do that part. Like if another band did that in that part, I wouldn't have liked it as much. But fuck I am so excited. I hope I hope the whole album is just full of shit that makes me relive that entire period of time. I mean, it, it, talk about, you know, being, you know, what is that? You know. <laughs> uh, talk about being a little older. And do you fuck with Knock Loose? Absolutely. So I, I, I don't want, I want to preface this by saying I'm not talking shit at all because I think Knock Loose fucking slaps. I think that shit is so hard. Is some of the heaviest hardcore I've ever heard. Yeah, and uh, they're on tour right now with the Acacia Strain and 
harm's way, and I can't imagine I what that tour is like. Yeah. No, I so, can't. I don't, I'm not talking shit by any means, but it is just so funny to me. Like, they put out a new EP on Friday, and the songs jam. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Like, that is some. I'm jealous of a lot of the riffs. I listen to it, and I can't help but think, man, it's like, I can put on, like, Bury Your Dead camo is my favorite color from 2002. Mm. And it's the same style. Oh, yeah. That that whole style started coming back very and, hard. And it's just like, it's just crazy to me. Like, everybody talks about bands like that. Like, it's like this cool new thing. And it's like, no, man, like, this beatdown shit has been ha- happening for 20 years now. Absolutely. And there is stuff. Like, I listened to that first Bury Your Dead record the other day, and it still holds up. To be honest with you, even that shit they did that sounds like Seven Dust holds up. This is my personal opinion. Uh, I can get I, down with the new metal stuff, though. Oh, I, yeah, me too. I mean, well, so here's the thing. We showed up today. Colin sends me a text. He goes, hey, can I bring my new guitar? Uh, I want to play it on your rig. Um, this is this is my rig back here. It's a Kemper of an orange cab. It's fucking heavy. Like, this is a... It sounds heavy as fuck. The first time you heard it was last episode, and I think we spent about 20 minutes just fucking playing <laughs> breakdowns, like just passing the guitar back and forth and playing breakdowns. Like it was disgusting. And the fact that it has the the option to drop, like via pedal, just drop octaves, I, I don't even know. I don't. I have no idea what I'm dropping to. Like I see the number turning, and I'm like, oh, that's A. I mean, that's G. Okay. And then it gets to a point where I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's down there. That's like drop Z. four. Drop four. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're done dropping when you're done dropping oh, letters, man. you're just dropping numbers, or like drop and then a symbol, like just the fucking less than symbol. Have you ever heard the band Torch? Yes, you're a big fan of them, right? I'm a huge fan. Yeah, uh, they have a. I, this is a proprietary info, but it's on YouTube now. But um, they have a tuning they call Drop Z, and really? uh, where basically he takes his guitar and. The guitar itself is in drop A from the second string up. Okay. So pretend it's a seven string. Yep. Without the But then it's string. got what? Oh, okay. But then the lowest one, the lowest string. So he's in drop A. Sure. Playing the second lowest string. I am not a guitar player, so I don't talk like a guitar player. Hmm? So sorry. Me either. Me either. Um, but uh, the low string is tuned to nothing. So the strings like flopping, like okay. no, like no tune. I mean, yeah. like literally just nothing. But when he's got you know the full on rig and hits that and it's like, okay. I mean, and it and they call it the bomb string or drop Z. I mean, that shit is so crazy. Wow. Um, to to go back to what we were talking about with the guitar. Though, oh yeah, so. sorry. No, you're fine. This we just got done talking about how we'd go into fucking stories and never go back to them. But look at me, I'm bringing us back to one. Bringing us back. Uh, so Colin texts me, goes, "Hey, I got a new guitar. <clears throat> I want to play it through your rig because the rig was heavy as fuck." I'm like, "Cool." Shows up. He pulls out this seven string, <laughs> and the first thing I think of, and I don't say it because I'm like, he's gonna judge me if I say this. I'm gonna, I'll fucking play blind on that thing. Blind. <laughs> for, I will fucking play blind on that thing, and I will play counterfeit by Limp Biscuit. Spoiler alert: I played a clown. Oh, absolutely. So he's playing around, he's digging around. I'm like setting up some shit in here, um, and then I hear, jun, 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 jun. I was like, whoa, he did it. So then I felt good knowing that I had a partner in new metal. Uh, in here and is going to hold me down with some new metal riffs while I casually set up equipment. You know, I let's talk about new metal for a minute. Let's talk about because 
a thing that's very interesting to me, and I, we, I think we saw this starting around, starting around with bands like Barrier Dead, a lot of the Orange County bands, mm. uh, um, 18 Visions, bands like that, Throwdown. All of a sudden, we're making it. Oh, this was like oh four, oh five. All of a sudden, it was okay again to play single note stuff. It wasn't okay, yeah, in metalcore or hardcore. It wasn't okay to do single note shit. That really low twangy stuff, and then all of a sudden, it was just like, oh, there's there's heaviness for mosh parts that we haven't tapped into, and that heaviness is new metal. Yeah, and all of a sudden, it became huge, and now it's like, it's like. That band Vane, I don't know if you've heard that band, that metalcore no. band Vane. It sounds like Roadrunner Records in 1999. Have you heard of a band called, <clears throat> I'm, I'm hoping this is the right name, Fire from the Gods? I've heard the name. Okay. Randomly fucking stumbled upon them on YouTube. I was down at like a YouTube rabbit hole looking for new melodic hardcore in which I stumbled upon this treasure trove of bands. And... It, you know, that's the thing with melodic hardcore is it, it, it is it, it can sound the same, a lot of it, but it fucking I love that genre. I love that style. So, like, all that is for me is more music. I give two shits about somebody sounding or being influenced by another band. Um, so I find this treasure trove of hardcore bands from this UK label. And then over here on the right, you got your... You know, you might also like this or what's next. And it was like Fire from the Gods. I'm like, fuck it, man. I'm I'm committed at this point. I I've, I'm like an hour in listening to bands that I've never heard before. I throw that shit on, and it sounds like it sounds like modern day POD. Hmm. So, but everything was. I I don't want to say it was better, right? Because that's relative to the time. Like, of course, it's better than something that came out 10, 15 years ago. But, um. It's got that like genty kind of like guitar with it, but there's a guy rapping, but then he's like singing choruses, and I was I was like, oh my god, I'm about to fucking I'm about to get all the way back into new metal again if the rest of the album is this good. Uh, it wasn't all as good as that track, and I'm actually kind of pissed off of that track because after I listened to that, the next shit it queued up for me was like some of the worst shit I've ever heard, and it just absolute garbage. I realized how many garbage new metal bands are out there and that's the thing that's the thing with like when i tell people when when i tell people because i feel like i've come full circle that that's what i was getting at is that like i i i grew up with i mean corn blunt biscuit all of the greats um but cold chamber yeah for sure okay big truck um it it's it you know but you go through that phase where you're too cool for it Oh, absolutely! And you know, we both went through our scenester metalcore guy phase, and yep. and where it's like, oh no, that stuff's lame, you know, and you're just too cool for it. And I, I definitely came full circle, and it was just like, no, man, like, what attracted me to this stuff in the first place is like, you listen to Corn's first record, which I, my father in law got for me on vinyl, like 180 gram vinyl. I mean, it's nice. See, you're and such a vinyl, guy. and it sounds good on vinyl too. <laughs> but uh, you listen to Corn's first record, and. Yeah, is the is are the lyrics so juvenile? Yes. Yeah. Is it is are there parts of it that are so silly? I'm sorry, get the fucking bagpipes out of here. Right. But uh like Dude, there's right there, now, Chris Tatman is he's disliking this because you said get the bagpipes out of here. Chris Tatman, get the fucking bagpipes <laughs> out of here. Uh but you know it there's this rawness to it Absolutely. and it is these these were guys that were 
playing heavy shit that nobody heard before. And well, you look, they were also like really influenced by like Godflesh and like real heavy bands and stuff like that. You know, and there's this raw energy to it and this really raw emotion to it that I can't deny. And I feel like I came full circle and it's like, I'm totally cool with it again. You know, we could put a link somewhere in this podcast to I have a Spotify playlist that is good new metal. Okay. That I've curated. And there's even some stuff on there that I've gotten hassled because it's not officially new metal. Like some late era 18 visions shit okay and uh tower of snakes is a new metal song i'm sorry guys uh but yeah okay um, so yes i will drop that for sure i'm gonna drop the the link uh in the youtube video we i've also been talking about doing maybe like a site where we can fucking coordinate all this bullshit together and and uh really reel it in um because i would love to put up links um to some of the things we talk about and stuff like that to kind of coincide maybe i'll start doing that in the instagram but I don't think I was ever too cool for new metal. I just was too cool to play new metal. Like, I wanted to, I wanted to play. I don't want to say I wanted to play whatever was popping, but I, I did not want to play something that definitely was looked at as you know how new metal was looked at. Like, oh my god, fucking trash, right? Um, so I wasn't too cool for it. I never stopped jamming that shit. And I think uh, it's funny you say we talked about Chris Tapman for a second, but like. That dude is, he is all the way, he loves new metal. He'll fucking front like he doesn't, but he loves new metal. And I talk to him all the time about that shit. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, fucking and, love it. I mean, and I feel like there's more and more of us that as we get into our mid-30s and, and just kind of reflect on our musical upbringing and stuff like that, that it's just like I owe just as much to uh, Monkey as I do to Kurt Ballou from Converge in the way I write songs. You know, I owe just as much to, you know, uh, the dudes in POD, the way they structure songs, the way they approach riffs, the way they approach song structure. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. I caught a uh, random YouTube video of Brian Welch, head um, from Korn, explaining their writing process a long time ago. Um and he actually said, like, all those crazy chords that they got, they they just lifted that straight from Mr. Bungle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was like, we heard that shit, and, like, pff, that was it. We knew we knew what we were doing, which is tight. I, I Speaking love- of, his head's Christian stuff, like, uh, he's got a band called, like, Life After Death or something like that. Yeah, which he, he left Corn for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's good, man. Is it? See, yeah. <laughs> I, I, never, I never gave it a shot. I honestly it's like, didn't. It's just, like, it's heavy... It, it is definitely like second rate corn. I mean, it's like more blitz rocky, but it's heavy and the songs are crafted well. And it's, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there was working with songwriters and stuff like that. But well, when you're uh, at that level, that's when you're at that fucking level, you know what I'm get saying? Get me to that place. Did I you, will happily, I will happily ghostwrite any new metal song for any band. Hit me up. So I'm a fan of doing, um, covers doing joke stuff i'm a fan of all that right i'm i'm big advocate for all that shit and i wanted to do a new metal band because i mean honestly like i feel like i could write a new metal record in like a day or two it's just the way the songs flow like they have a specific format to them and that single note noodly shit just sounds good like no matter what you do like i feel like i can write a, uh, an old new metal um record in just a couple days and 
if I did that, I'd want to play a couple shows, at least one or two. I'm in that band. Okay, good. That's where that's where I was going with this. So <laughs> I, I've already told my other drummer. I've I've told Mark that he's in. Like he already understands. He don't want to do it, but he's in because he could figure it out and and play whatever I fucking do in like two days. I, I mean, w- to be fair, Crush Effect was pretty new metal. They misspelled their name, right? E-F-E-K-T? They they were a solid death metal band. They were a solid groove metal, but there was definitely a little new in there. Yeah. Wink. Oh, wait a minute. So Mark, was Mark also in Bent? I have no idea. This is before my time. I fucking think Mark was in Bent. And if Mark, if, if I'm remembering correctly, they had some... They had some ultra new metal, and obviously, like I was super hype on it. You know, I had my big pants on the kickwares talked about in the last episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to call it Jumpy Boys. <laughs> Jumpy Boys. It's B O I Z. Jumpy Boys. Um, and it's obviously because of the jumping and the kicking, the, the shit kicking that leg, that leg back and forth. Start that thing up. Start going in circles. Hold the guitar up like this. Oh, that's bass though, right? You did the do, the guitarist did it too? Look, oh, your yeah. eyes back oh, in your yeah, head. Yeah. Eyes back in your head. Uh, truthfully, you know, I haven't really come. I didn't really come to terms with it for a couple years until, until a couple years ago. But like Maranatha, my band, uh, I, I described it as new doom at one point. Like I am pretty open with the fact that like a lot of my riffs came straight. I, or straight lifted from my new metal days. Yeah. But fuck it, man. This shit is heavy. You're an interesting musician because you've, when I met you, I think it was your, you, you were playing bass, right? And then when I met you, it was like your first show on drums. Really? I think so. Wasn't the warehouse show like one of your first? Very well could have been. Yeah. I think it was right around that time. It was when you were switching over to drums and now you're, do you do vocals and guitar? Yeah. So you've really you've really taken it full circle. Um, what do you like playing the most? And what are what are the the pros and cons of each? Uh, you know it's weird. I it, the I I don't know what I like playing the most. I like doing vocals the least. Really. In fact, most of our new material. Uh, we have seven songs. We have seven songs done right now, and I do I do main vocals in two of them. Who does the other Jack, one? my bass player, okay. does most of the vocals. And he, he did about half of our last record, and he's doing about three quarters of this one. Um, just because I'm not a very good vocalist, for one. I'm will be the first to admit that. Um, I think I think it's it sounds okay. Uh, but I, I go back and forth between the guitar and the drums. Um, I really like playing the guitar because I really like writing riffs that I want to hear. Simple as that. I yeah. mean, just fucking around before we got together, I was just like, man, I wrote two new Acacia Strain songs. My boy Devin. Devin. Uh, but, uh, you know, I love playing guitar and I love writing guitar riffs. I really love playing the drums, though. Yeah. I'm a little out of practice right now, but, like, I really, really love playing the drums. You know, a few months ago, I filled in on bass in Northern Widows. And they're like, a, they uh, rest in peace, Northern Widows. But they were like a, you know, I always describe them as coalesce playing black metal. And uh, just playing bass, I didn't have anything to do with those songs, writing them, anything like that. And it was really hard stuff for me to play. 
Uh, but I played a couple shows, and that was so fun. Just yeah. playing bass and not having to think about any other thing other than I'm just on stage to play this music that I crash course memorized. Yeah. So like that's super. That's super cool. Uh, so I it's I, I go back and forth. I, I like I like them both. Now I will say, now that I don't, other than demoing songs at home when I'm writing stuff to show to the band, now that I don't play drums at all in Maranatha because before I still did drums in the studio. Uh, it took a little while for me to let go. Yeah. You know, Wes, my drummer is the best drummer I've ever played with and love playing with that guy. Loves, love what he brings to the table, but it was still really hard for me to say, no, this is for him to write now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no. Cause I have an idea in my head of what I want drums to sound like, but I do not want to feel like I'm dictating what a drummer who's way better than me is playing. Yeah. He's no, he's a really fucking good drummer. Um, on the flip side of that, he's got another band, The End of the Ocean, yeah. which is on at the house like multiple times a week. My daughter is all about it. She'll sit there and just like rock to fucking uh, all their albums. Um, the band deserves every ounce of respect and clout absolutely. that they get. I agree. That band has worked their asses off. Absolutely. And that's another one. He plays, like the drummer Wes, plays in your band, which is like heavy as fuck, fast music. In the Ocean is uh, all instrumental. And then you got Kevin, who's got a million side hobbies and things going on. Uh, did you ever pick up any of his uh, cables? I I didn't. I mean, I'm meaning to, though, because I'm starting to build a pedal board. So. Oh, nice. I have some... Uh, pedals and things that you might want to... You, sh- you should have brought that pedal. Uh, I should have, yeah, the decimator pedal. Oh, well. Um, no, he... Uh, I was... Look at you, you're just tearing shit up. Um, I talked to him a little bit about making me a new cable for the Kemper. I want to get, like, a shorter one than what fucking came with it, but... Um, so, back to covers and music. Sorry. No, you're... We're fucking... We're doing fine. We're doing fine. Um, do you do any covers? We don't. Uh, we talked about... No, no, no. Do you do any do covers? Do I do any covers? Okay. Uh, Have you been associated with any covers? No. No? Why? I, is that a personal thing, or you just haven't gotten around to it? If, if by associate... If I, if by associated with covers, you mean my wife telling me, can you please stop playing those three crowbar riffs over oh and over God. again? Then yes, associated with... You were with, playing the crowbar riff this morning, too. That was literally... The I, same riff? I, I have played that so many time, those riffs so many times just because it's like so fun to play yeah and uh so there's certain riffs like uh the, like that crowbar song uh which is um i can't even think of the name of the fucking song right now but uh corrosion of conformity um albatross i play all the time you know like there's like certain like riffs that i play all the fucking time yeah that drives my wife up the walls well because would you have like a you have obviously you have an amp. You have you have your amp, like your. Oh, I got the whole fucking rig. You have the whole home. fucking rig at home. Jesus. Okay, and you. Got I don't that. play it that loud, but. Uh, yeah. And it's uh, down in the basement or something. Yeah. Got it. Okay, yeah, I can imagine that's. Yeah, you can hear that throughout. Um, because I have, the little one, I'm not. Even though I do, I do have a rig at home, but I play <laughs> primarily through my computer, uh, and I keep it pretty low. Um, do you guys keep a quiet house? I don't not really like there's no such thing as a quiet house like when you have kids and dogs yeah but but when she goes to bed you guys are those people that kind of like we got to a little bit like because 
she fucking she's such a good sleeper, but like she'll sleep all the way through the night. But then if you wake her up, it's like someone's ass got to get up with her, and I don't really want it to be me. We're loud people. Just all like, the time. In general, like, we're really, like, we both grew up in really loud households. A lot mm-hmm. of yelling. Everyone's yelling all the time. It's just the, the way it is. Yeah. My house is a single-parent household with four kids and lots of screaming. And my wife's house was just very similar. And uh, so we're just loud people. We, we're yelling a lot. The kids are yelling across the house. We, uh, oh, boy. If they're playing Fortnite together, though, and they're in two separate rooms... Yeah, that drives me fucking crazy. Because oh, they what? They yell back and quit forth? yelling across the house. Go, we have ten couches in this house. Go sit down on next to each other. It, but are they both on a device that's portable, or is one on like a computer? No, they're both on portable devices. Oh god. Anyway, so, um, yeah, we both come from really loud houses. So when we had kids, it was like, uh, we used to like our neighbor. It was actually, um. She was in our wedding, and and uh, she, my wife was her and her husband's roommate for a while, right okay. when they had their kid. And their house was just so quiet all the time when the kid was asleep, like, and it. I just it, that it. More power to you and your yeah. style of parenting, but no way, man. I am not about to let a kid's sleep pattern rule my life. Yeah, it's selfish. It is not putting my kids first. I understand this, but, uh, you know, we made a point to like slam doors, run yeah. the vacuum cleaner, blast music, yeah, you know, no, all that just, shit, like stuff like that, because like, I want my kids to be able to sleep Yeah, and I don't want to feel like I'm, I just like my life shuts down because my kids asleep. I agree. No, I, I guess when, when you phrase it, some of the ways that you just did and, and mention some of the examples of how you don't, uh, attempt to stay quiet. You know, honestly, we do, I think we do a lot of that as well. Um, th- I think the one thing is like when we're right outside her door upstairs, we try not to yell or yell. Well, down. yeah, for sure. Okay. So there, then it sounds like for the most part, we do yeah. the same thing. We still, you know, watch TV and the dogs are fucking raging and, you know, and, you know luckily the way our house is shaped too, it's like the hangout wing and the sleeping wing. <laughs> You know, and there's actually like a doorway in between yeah. and something like that. You make like it that, sound so. like you live in the fucking White House. Is your house white? It's gray. Ah, shit. We're actually I was about to say. paint it black, though. So, See, now that is the shit that you can get away with that I cannot get away with because HOAs. Oh, yeah. You, you live in like a community. Yeah, I live in a fucking community that has no sense of community. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. So they you got. You have to pay a bunch of money, too. Uh, there is a yearly HOA due, but it's Ugh. it's because we have like ponds and fountains and shit, and like there has to be someone has to upkeep that, right? Do they mow your lawn for you? They do not. It's not a condo. Um, we do mow our own lawn. Well, we don't do shit. I mow our lawn. Um, we're looking into getting a patio, and I'm like pushing to get a bigger patio because that means less, uh, like yard to mow. I don't know if that's like a good thing or bad thing, but I fuck. I wanted this yard so bad and then the very first time we are both within a year or so of being able to pass that baton off yeah absolutely he still has trouble like pushing the mower like i don't i don't i can't describe it and it even has like a little squeezy handle thing to where like you squeeze the handle and the fucking wheels turn and it helps you go i'm like this mower should be going by itself technology is going to get us there though because you know they got roombas and shit they have one for your yard now. I don't get it. It's crazy. 
What, you don't get it like you don't like it? No, I don't get it like how that would actually do a good job. I have, trust it. Have I, you ever used a Roomba? Yeah, I, I'm, I don't have a Roomba, but I do have a motorized thing. Yeah, okay. So a little fucking thing that goes around and cleans up, does a decent job, right? Yeah. Okay, boom, same fucking thing, but cuts grass. Have you seen it? I think it's made by, like, Husqvarna. Um, I want to get one because I fucking, I want to incorporate all the technology just all the time. And I think this kind of goes back to what we said earlier and kids and how they're going to grow up in this age. They think they can fucking talk to and swipe on everything. Like, there's fridges that, fridges is... That sounds, is that slang? Or is that refrigerators? Fridges. It's Fridges? Fine. Okay, it sounds fucking, sounds really sounds weird. super fucking weird when I just said it. So I thought I was about to get super called out for something dumb. Um, but there's ones that have like the screens in them and shit like that and they can swipe on it. And it leads me to like wonder, like all these sci-fi movies and things that predicted all of this shit, did they predict it knowing what technology was there? Or did we see that and go, fuck, now we have to do that because now – was that like – do you think that was a way to like put shit out there and see what people locked onto and really wanted? Mm, you know, I I think it's both. Mm-hmm. I think that especially as somebody – I'm a designer. I'm an interface designer. So like my job is to uh, – and I work for a research company. So my job is to design things that are innovative and novel yeah, we got like an hour and a half. We're on like an hour and a half. Hour and a half, man. Uh, that I mean, that know, means that video has stopped for three seconds at least once. My, uh, you know, my job in, involves a lot of kind of future vision kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting how much we, as interface designers, call back to things we see in movies. So it's a, it's a bit of both. You have these, you have stuff like Black Mirror, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, this stuff is very believable. This is technology that semi-exists now that could quickly turn into the scary shit, whatever that episode's about. Right. Um, but the, then there's other things that are purely visionary. It's purely some artistic designer who's come up with a thing where Tony Stark in the air crumples up something and throws it in the trash. Sure. You know, or puts his arm in a, in a thing that makes a 3D image around his arm. It's like we're not far away from that yeah. anymore. But and so I think it's both. I think there is a level of people saying, "Oh, let's make this technology work because that makes a lot of sense." But there's also just it uh just visionary thinking. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think I think it's both. It's it's very fascinating the fact that cuz cuz technology technological process is also exponential. So, you know, the amount of advances we've made technologically in the last three years is probably equal to the previous 30 years. Right. You know what I mean? Cause it's just a curve. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's like, I agree. So, I mean, we're, I mean, we're probably much closer to a AI singularity than we know, but, uh, I think that's, I, I, and I'm going, I'm shifting this in a really deep direction, but I also think that's going to be our next, uh, economic crisis in America is automation taking is automation oh, taking people's jobs. Absolutely. Like over the next even six months, I think we're going to see a huge shift. Yeah. So that could be its own fucking conversation for sure. Yeah, uh, we, we'll table we, that one. We'll table that. We won't go into that, but I agree. Um, people demanding higher wages for a seemingly minuscule tasks are going to automate themselves right out of jobs. They're going to drive that demand. People are going to say, Oh, you want that? Well, fuck 
we've been holding on to this manual process for X amount of time, keeping these lower wages for people that want to have these certain jobs. We'll just automate it. We'll ha- we'll do it for fucking pennies on the dollar, and then boom, now they don't have it. Like so, I, we'll table that, like you said, and and come back. What's a technology though from a movie that you're thinking of that uh, is something that's like, man, let's do this. Well, I think when anybody's asked that question, they immediately go to flying cars. Well, yeah. um, but me, I want that fucking hoverboard from Back to the Future. There you go. I want a real hoverboard. I don't want a goddamn board that I stand on that has two wheels that I lean this way or that way. And what they were calling hoverboards? No. I want, you know, we got the shoes. We got the self-lacing shoes. Nike <laughs> did it. Did it some justice. Give me that hoverboard. That's what I want. I feel that. Yeah. I've always wondered, like, because when I watch that, I think about all the things, like, because I used to skateboard. So I think about the things like, what the fuck is propelling that? Like, what's keeping that off the ground, right? And then, does that mean I can't do a kickflip? Because if I fucking flip it this way, is it going to, like, catch my nuts on fire or some kind of crazy shit? Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Would a hoverboard be only for uh, travel? No tricks. Um, so because we come from these types of worlds, I can probably say the term MVP to you. Yes. Minimum viable product. I hate that term, but yes. I mean, okay. We're just going to leave it at that. We disagree on, on that and he works Jira. For, he works for a, he works for an agile house and I'm not, I'm not really down with that. Yeah. I tried, I, I tried to get him to use, uh, but whatever. I tried to get him to use the, uh, either Jira or Trello to help manage this Ugh. fucking podcast. And he scoffed at me. Um, no. I think that the initial product would probably be some form of it takes you from A to B. I mean, you look at these people that are building like the the e-skateboards and things like that. They're just standing on a board. It's like a long board. They stand on it. It's got a motor. They can control shit from their phone. And things are fast too. Yeah, some of them are fucking really (laughs) fast. Uh, Shout out to Ben. Ben, uh, my buddy Ben Brown is big into that and tinkers and builds his own and stuff. And at one point, he had this video where like he programmed some drone to like follow him and so this drone is like following him and he's weaving through a park and stuff and the drone's just following him i'm just like so that brings me back to what the technology i would like to see from a movie okay. is uh have you have you seen blade runner 2049 i have not the newest one no you, you're gonna notice that i don't I haven't heard any music and i haven't seen any movie so go on tell us about it blade runner 2049 was the best movie uh, uh that came out last year or the year it came out, either 2017 or 2018, in my opinion, was like the best movie. You should watch it because it's awesome. Even if you haven't seen old Blade Runner movies, like it, okay. it's awesome. Anyway, um, ooh, the nerds are going to come hard on me on that one. The original Blade Runner, not old Blade Runner movies <laughs> as if there was more than one. Sorry. Um, but uh, he he has a flying car thing that's whatever, and he parks at this place and – he talks to this drone that basically comes out of the top of the car and he goes, you, you keep watch. And he's walks into this house and the drone is just kind of raises up from the car and starts looking around and he just orders it to do stuff. And it's like basically his personal assistant. Okay. That I think like a, a drone that is quiet and not, you know, you know, uh, but something that it, that acts like, Siri or Google or yeah. Alexa that I can just order around. And okay. speaking of Siri, uh, I had a funny conversation with her last night. But uh, 
I, I, you know, I don't have a lot to say about that. I think that was like the closing. Um, you know, I told you I want the hoverboard. Um, you can see like we, we definitely, you have a functional thing. You have like something you want to provide a function. And I'm just like, I want to fucking rip around on a hoverboard. Like I'm such a kid compared to yours, but let's just wrap that up and go on. Let, Tell me, me, just, about... let me just put this, let me just, let me put this little anecdote out here from Siri last night where my wife and I are sitting there, uh, out on a patio at a bar and uh um celebrating our anniversary and we're we're we were talking and something that I wanted to look up so I asked I can't even remember what it was but I was like hey Siri blah 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 oh, I'm surprised she didn't wake up when I said that um I was like hey Siri can you or what's blah blankety blank she she literally said to me I don't really know and I literally <laughs> that's it <laughs> looked at my phone I said in this voice, I was like, well, can you Google it? <laughs> so you guys And are... she goes, and she goes, here's what I found on Google. Like, she did. Like <laughs> Wow. Like, she like she copped an attitude? Like, yeah. Siri copped an attitude. She goes, I don't know. And then you copped an attitude back. Oh, man. So that's... you guys are on not the best terms right now. She's going to just stop doing shit for you. When the singularity happens and the robot uprising starts yeah. and humans are taken down, I will be crucified because of the atrocities that I have said, not only to Siri, but just to technology in general. The amount of times I've I've been frustrated with a slow computer opening a big Photoshop file, mm. and I've leaned into my computer and be like, you fucking bitch, I hate you oh, so much. See, you know, like, man. The, it, the, it knows it has an ally in me. The machines are going to, t- to kill me first. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, me, not so much. Because I don't have patience. I don't have patience either, but I fucking, I will make excuses a why it's human error of why the machine's not working like me and machines are like this apparently i have a story about this and this actually might be a good thing to kind of we're at hour and 45 minutes or something like that we could probably start winding down uh um this kind of brings it back to kids with technology yeah is voice recognition obviously is getting really really good Mm mm-hmm there's a lot of bad examples. There's a lot of good examples. Get in any car and use a voice recognition system, and it's a bad example. But get any new phone, and VR is amazing yeah. for the most part. The thing is, though, and this shows a big difference between our generation and our kids' generation, is, yes, we had this generation where we had all this technology first. We saw it. You know, we, had, we have really high expectations for technology because we know what it was like without it. Right. You know, so... If I say something to Siri and she doesn't understand what I'm saying, I get angry. You know, I'm like, no, you don't like I said, blah, blah, blah. You know, like you say it louder and 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 firmer and and I'm just getting mad. And then she doesn't hear again, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to type it. You know what I mean? And we just get you're treating her like a person. We just get so mad about it. Our kids. They grew up with this technology. It's the only thing they know. So they understand its limitations innately. We understand its limitations, but we expect more out of it. They understand its limitations and are okay with that. So if my kids search for something, like search for a YouTube video, and and Siri doesn't understand what they said, they stop, and they say it slower and clearer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's amazing to me yeah. to watch because they don't get mad at voice recognition technology like we do. So when you say uh, voice recognition, so there's voice recognition, there's speech recognition. So Same difference. Well, not really, because voice recognition is used more for doing things 
it's recognizing the tonal qualities of your voice and doing things based on you as a person. So like when I talk to Google, I say, hey, put this on my shopping list. It does. And it puts it on Jeff's shopping list. Uh, when my wife says it or she'll say or like if we want to make a phone call, it, it knows our voices. So if I say make a phone call and I, I say call wife, it calls from my phone, Bluetooth. It calls her from my phone. If she says it, it calls me from her phone. That's some genius little shit. Yeah, and then so speech recognition is the ability to recognize speech. There's no actual security or anything there. It's like any it just recognizes like dialect and says, "Oh, they're saying this word, write this word down." Voice recognition though is what they would use for like uh, you know, security stuff like yeah. sometimes when you call into places, you can unlock things with your voice or voice passcodes. Uh I know that when I'm driving, if my phone is locked, I can tell my phone to unlock and it uses my voice mapping or whatever to essentially be a password and unlock my phone so i mean it's crazy but um it is funny to watch uh and and this goes hand in hand with what i said i make excuses for the machines google picks up me and everything i say fucking flawlessly i've never had anything be so accurate as the google one my wife on the other hand it misses about 60% 60% of what she tells it to do. Like, conditions have to fucking be perfect. And I'm like, damn, that's why I identify you, Google, because I miss about 60% of what she says, too. Weird. Yeah, so maybe it's a wife thing, and it's not a Google thing. See, and then I'm like, I'm like, no, you didn't say it right. Like, you gotta talk to it. It can't hear you. And she's like, well, you're fucking sitting right next to me, and, like, you said something, and it heard you. And I'm like, it's hard to argue with that, but... I'm just going to be out here making excuses for the machines. Machines, y'all know you got an ally in me. Uh, I've loved robots for a long time. I buy all your new fucking versions of all your new little tinker toys. Holler at me when you're ready to fucking on do the some converse, cool On the converse of that, though, machines, you do not have an ally in me. You are here to serve me, and you are here oh, to augment my life. You're, you're creating um, machine slavery. Good. I don't know. I don't know. See, you're going to create the problem that... I'm going to create the problem that gets us all killed. Yes, you're going to fucking create the problem. And I'm going to be over here just like, no, trying to make excuses for you. Like, I need them for the podcast. (laughs) Don't fucking karate chop them in half. All right, man. So what do you think on that? Wrap it up? Yeah. We we actually, like I said, stuck on topic today for the most part. Yeah, we tried. It'll be interesting uh, to see if anybody even fucking likes us when we... Uh, don't tell stories of our youth and skipping school and bone thugs and girl jeans. So, all right. See you guys. Peace out. Heck and Cool Dads podcast, episode two.